Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't miss a minute of the Sean Hannity Show. I know that there is a segment of, of society that would love a perpetual shutdown, and I guess we can live in a bubble, but who's going to build the bubble if everybody shuts down? Weekday afternoon, starting at 2 on Super Talk 1270. It's time for Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Talk of the Town, brought to you by Big Boy. Just get in line, it moves fast. Dakota Pharmacy and Dakota Natural Health Center. We're here to help you stay well. Trademark Realty, Peak Automotive and Service, Runnings, your home, farm, and outdoor store, and Silver Ranch. Super Doc 1270, I'm Steve Bakken, along with Lori Hintz from Beck News. You can go to Beck.News for all the latest with Summit Carbon Solutions' proposed CO2 pipeline. And all the latest taking place uh, is actually quite a bit going on. We had the PSC hearing, which took place on Friday. And we're not going to get into that right now because it's, uh, I, I'm still trying to digest and break down some of that uh, working group meeting that took place on Friday, and uh, we'll discuss that at a later point, Lori, because uh, there's some things behind the scenes that I want to try to figure out before we actually talk about it, so we can talk about it uh, from a, a point of information and not uh, uh, conjecture. So, uh, Lori joining us right now, but uh, a lot has taken place over the last week when it comes to Summit Carbon yes. Solutions. Yes, there was on Thursday night, there was an Oliver County Commission meeting. And then, of course, the PSD meeting was on Friday. And then um, some new articles also came out uh, talking about what's going on in some of the other states, which is unusual because we really haven't heard much at all from Minnesota throughout this whole pipeline story, which is but something finally popped um, just on Friday. And so I've got an article about that also there is a, a, a real good peek into what they are thinking is going to be the Iowa uh, governing board. They're in uh, the IUB, they call it, in Iowa. And what they are going to do is they are going to be making a ruling on whether Summit Carbon Solutions Carbon Capture Pipeline will be allowed to proceed in Iowa. Uh, it is in the hands of the Iowa Utilities Board after they did all sorts of hearings, just a ton of them. Um, November, uh, they finally wrapped things up after... Uh, lots and lots and lots of public comment, and now we're just kind of waiting and seeing when they're going to make their ruling on this one. And on uh, Thursday of last week, uh, the uh, Sierra Club, according to this article from KETV, the Sierra Club held a Zoom meeting for landowners and other interested parties to give them the updates on the latest details of the pipeline, and they announced that they are looking at two bills in the Iowa legislature to help in their uh, efforts as well, too. So very, very interesting stuff here. Um, they say, they go on to say in the article that uh, they want to try to put a moratorium on carbon capture pipelines until rules are finalized, which, you know, a lot of people have said that, too, particularly uh, regarding waiting on PHMSA, P-H-M-S-A, which is the Pipeline Hazardous and uh, Hazardous Materials Safety Administration, part of the Department of Transportation. 
Um, they say we'd like to have a sole ban, but it is still an improvement from what they have now. They want a 90% threshold before eminent domain can be used. They've got a, a bunch of things in this Senate file 2097 that they're working on in Iowa. So interestingly, in South Dakota, uh, we have a North Dakota guy down there giving us reports of what's going on in South Dakota. Dustin Governlow is, is covering that. So that is fantastic to be able to follow what he is doing down there. And in this Iowa one, they say the Iowa Sierra Club, I'm going to quote this article. It says, says it expects a decision from the IUB by April. So that is very significant as well because it looks like sometime this summer we should hear from FIMSA as well. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see the timing of all these things as, as they come out. So FIMSA is supposed to make some new rules that are going to be coming out, and then the IUB in uh, in Iowa is supposed to make their ruling on what's going on in Iowa. If Put it this way. If one of the states falls, it really mucks up the plan for the whole entire project because in order to get the ethanol uh to get their CO2 in pipelines to go to North Dakota to a sequestering point, you have to have a pipeline. You, <laughs> so um, if the IUB, in other words, if the IUB decides, okay, we're not, we're not going for this because there's too many red flags or we are going forward with this, it's just going to have a huge impact on what happens in North Dakota because the ethanol plants from all the other states are the ones that are going into the pipelines uh, with the CO2 that would come up around Bismarck. So bottom line, uh, a lot of this comes thing. back to, to a lot of this comes back to FIMSA. But when I've been hearing about um, FIMSA and the ability to regulate and the ability to administer whatever that looks like, uh, a lot of people are raising discussion about growth of government and uh, not having the assets available to be able to do oversight. Um, have you heard anything about that when it comes to FIMSA? It's like, because from what I'm hearing, uh, that's a government agency that is just not prepared, doesn't have the resources to be able to do what they may have to do from a, a regulatory perspective. Right. Um, well, if people want to watch what's going on, you can watch what's going on. Um, by checking the FIMSA site, because we've been doing that. The other thing is you can also observe what's going on with the Public Service Commission by following the actual docket for the, the pipeline that is the case PU-22-391. So I would just recommend people start getting educated. I realize that not everybody is as nerdy as I am and is going through and looking at all of these these documents and things, but it's fascinating and it's important for people to know what's going on in their area. Uh, for instance, Prof Township just last week decided that they were going to vote 27 to nothing to um, be uh, in agreement with what Burley County is doing. So a lot of these townships, they're, they're getting, it's getting down into the micro areas now where it's not a big macro thing. It's all of the individual townships and subdivisions and counties and the states are all uh, looking at this at the same time. Well, and despite mainstream media information concerning this, uh, it is kind of a word of mouth, a, a groundswell. Uh, the word's getting out and people are starting to raise concerns, especially from a landowner's perspective. A lot to cover this morning, Lori. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Oliver County. We'll start there. Uh, bring it home first. Uh, this is Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bakken along with Lori Hens from Beck News. You can go to Beck.News and find out all the latest with Summit Carbon Solutions proposed CO2 pipeline. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270.
thousand. Super Talk. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Superdoc 1270, I'm Steve Bakken, along with Lori Hintz from Beck News. You can go to Beck.News, all things Summit Carbon Solutions proposed CO2 pipeline. And, uh, you know, one of the things that took place uh, on Thursday night, Oliver County planning and zoning meetings surrounding the CO2 injection well ordinance. Um, I've been hearing from some people that uh, they may be uh, continuing some input from that because it was a public hearing just because of some of the weather and uh, freezing fog uh, in the area on Thursday night. So there may be a continuation of some of that. Uh, one of the other things that came out locally here was uh, uh, Curtis Junt did a review uh, because the information came out uh, from Summit about their southern route or a potential southern route, Lori. Yes, so the PSC requested that from Summit and said, okay, um, give us your information, do the study, do all of the homework. They released a 23-page uh, report which you can likely see on the docket. Um, all of these things are, are public, which is a really, really wonderful thing. So you go to um, psc.nd.gov, and you can go and you can look. And what's really fascinating about that is that there are 433 items on this docket. That's how long this has been going on. Um, the, the, the original uh, filing was done way back on the 17th of October in 2022 for this Midwest Carbon Express CO2 pipeline project. It's a siting application for a pipeline. And and if you look through, I mean, I don't know how anyone could even go through and read all of the things, but you can pick and choose what you want to look at. And one of the things that they did now is they put this uh, response to this supplemental filing from Summit Carbon Solutions. It's docket number 432. If you open it up, you can take a look at it, and it, it um, it's very, very extensive. But at the same time, it really um, mostly says it, it talks about the preferred route or route, which is to the north, and it refers to the proposed possible um, routing methodology of putting it to the south of the Bismarck-Mandan area. Um, they talk about various risks in it too. If you look at the table of contents, it says geohazard and constructability risk, environmental risk, tribal risk on page seven, encroachment risk, permitting risk, and then a route comparison as well. And then their conclusion uh, at the at the very end of the uh, the whole docket item is is very interesting. Cultural survey. They're they're talking about the current project status prior to easement acquisition summit completes exhaustive field investigations and surveys to confirm a route and or provide information to adjust a route these surveys include biological threatened and endangered species cultural and civil summit has committed to mitigating any impacts to culturally sensitive areas in which the missouri river is rich in cultural sites so they are talking about just avoiding uh, very important tribal sites that are, are on the on the southern route there too particular. So very, very interesting stuff. Uh, like you say, Curtis Judd uh, gave his view of it. And he said, you know, there are 
a number of pipelines that run that southern route. They run south of the Bismarck Van Dan area, including, of course, the Dapple. And so um, you can surmise that the company is trying to avoid that area to avoid a similar experience. So besides the southern route um, and some of the stuff locally, at least in North Dakota from last week, uh, that took place uh, uh, one of the things I found rather interesting was some PSC filings from Watford City's Croft Township. Um, and do you have any information on that? I haven't had an opportunity to dig into that yet, but uh, um, any insight to what that filing looked like? Well, Croft Township is the Baldwin, North Dakota area, and those folks um, gathered the other night, uh, last week, to get together and talk about this just to make sure everybody in the township was informed of it because the moved route on the north side of the Bismarck Van Dan area started to impact other people who hadn't been impacted before. So they got them all together. They took a vote of the Crop Township and voted 27 to nothing um, unanimously to uh, support the Burley County's efforts with the PSC. So what's going on now uh, really, Steve, is that you've got all of these individual uh, groups of people in townships who are starting to coalesce together and get together. And this has not happened. You know, I mean, this started October 22, and now we're at the point where that various people are just now getting involved with this. So it's a it's a growing trend where people are, are realizing that this is going to affect them in many, many ways, particularly with insurance items, um, with, with insurability and things like that, and so many, many more people are, are, are getting on board with this. And so, yeah, that is, that is the, the um, Watford City one is, is something I'm, I'm not as familiar with. I did see that, but I'm not as familiar and have well, to do my due diligence on that one. So the reason, the reason I bring up Watford City is, so Croft Township, of course, Baldwin, and uh, we've heard from all these other townships, Oliver County and, and some different counties, uh, different boards, uh, people basically on the landowner side uh, standing up and speaking out against the project. Uh, what's interesting about Watford City is uh, Mayor Phil uh, Riley, mayor of Watford City, uh, wrote a letter, and um, I'm not sure if it was all the commissioners signing on to this, uh, but they were speaking out in, or at least the mayor was speaking out in support of the project and wanting to, basically, to just to synopsize it, it was about how important any energy project is for the city of Watford City and, and their community. So when I'm going through it and looking at who's supporting and who's not, this, this is actually one of the first uh, letters of support I've seen when it comes to um, the Summit Carbon Solutions proposed CO2 pipeline. And what's interesting is geographically, they're really not involved in it. No. Well, so, but, and, and this is my conjecture. They're speaking at it from a, um, from the perspective that it's going to benefit them from an energy project perspective, but they are not going to have to partake in any of the effects if there were a break or a were a rupture in the pipeline. So um, all the benefit, no risk. All reward, no risk. And in that light, I have a hard time 
really counting any anything into that letter. It's it's like, hey, it's not affecting me, but I'm for the project. I yeah, I, I hold I, that I to whatever light you want. As well, well, and it was interesting to me that the reason I even started covering the story in the first place was I was in Watford City one time. I was at a meeting, and that's how the whole thing started. There was a young woman went up to the microphone. She was. Uh, asking her legislators who represent her in the legislature about the CO2 pipelines, and and they were in the Watford City area, mind you, and I I thought it was incredibly curious that they would be even interested in this because it wasn't in the area that they would be affected by a pipeline or a rupture or any risk, as you say. So that is why it really piqued my interest to very much begin the whole story, was because I thought, why are people in this part of the state interested in something that's going on in a different part of the state. And so, yeah, that was that was one of the first real light bulbs on the top of my head where I thought, okay, wait a minute. I need to look into this further and find out what the deal is and why this woman is so exercised about this. But she was uh, concerned particularly about eminent domain issues at that point. And she was concerned about safety issues at that point. And uh, that really got got my attention. We're talking to Lori Hans from Back News. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about Minnesota and uh, some of the language coming out of them because we haven't heard a whole lot from Minnesota uh, concerning uh, some of the environmental impacts and, and what uh, the project looks like from their perspective. And we know how Minnesota usually sits on things, but uh, that'll be interesting to hear about. That's coming up next with Lori Hans. Of course, you can go to Beck.News, follow all things Summit Carbon Solutions proposed CO2 pipeline with Lori and Beck News on Super Talk 1270. Specialty. Talk of the town. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Steve Bakken, weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Talk of the Town, brought to you by Big Boy. Just get in line, it moves fast. Dakota Pharmacy and Dakota Natural Health Center. We're here to help you stay well. Trademark Realty, Peak Automotive and Service, Runnings, your home, farm, and outdoor store, and Silver Ranch. Super Doc 1270. I'm Steve Bach, along with Lori Hans from Beck News. You can go to Beck.News, follow all things Summit Carbon Solutions proposed CO2 pipeline. And uh, I want to come back to Minnesota. So we haven't heard a whole lot out of Minnesota, Lori, and now they've finally stepped up to the plate and started making some noise. Yeah, it's really interesting, too. So just as an overview for those people who may be listening for the first time, we are talking about the Summit Carbon Solutions um, proposed pipeline. It is based, the company is based out of Iowa, and then there are five states involved with this. There's Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Minnesota. And Minnesota and the other states offer several ethanol plants. North Dakota only is involved with one ethanol plant, which will be supplying CO2 to this proposed pipeline. The CO2 is waste from these ethanol plants, 
They put it in a pipeline. They hyper super pressurize it, and then it, it uh, turns into this super critical liquid that goes through the pipeline, and then will be moved uh, from these spider fingers all the way up to a main trunk line that will go around North Dakota's um, Bismarck Mandan area to sequestering in Oliver and Mercer County. So I just wanted to back that up for those people wondering what the heck we are talking about. So there is a Green Plains ethanol plant, which is north of Fergus Falls, um, and the pipeline will be carrying liquid carbon dioxide from that plant to the North Dakota border near Breckenridge. And it's not expected to, according to a DL Online article that just came out on Friday by Nathan Bow, B-O-W-E, uh, he says uh, in this article that it is not expected to have much long-term impact along its route, according to a draft environmental impact statement done on behalf of the Mis- Mis- Minnesota Public Utilities Commission. So they say not that big of a deal, not that problem. The study pointed out about the same amount of carbon could be eliminated by using alternative technologies to improve the corn farming methods, it says. Uh, But at any rate, the draft environmental impact study says the impact during construction will be small to medium, and the impact once it's in the ground and operating will be smaller yet, unless, of course, the pressurized pipeline ruptures, causing an explosion at the point of rupture. That's obviously rare, they say in the article, but if it happens... It would send up a cloud of carbon dioxide gas and water vapor that could settle unseen into low-lying areas near the explosion point, displacing oxygen and potentially smothering people and animals. So they say it right in the article here. Um, Small leaks are not a big concern, according to the draft EIS, but a large rupture is another story. And since the gas would impact humans, you know, either greater or lesser degree from about 600 feet to 900 feet from the rupture point, that's a serious downside. There's a pretty strong upside to the pipeline project, according to the article, would be good for the local economy, since the total cost for the project is expected to be $67 million to $70 million. And so depending on the route, the construction payroll is expected to be about $31 million. The whole project itself from Summit Carbon Solutions right now has a price tag of about $5.5 billion, with a B billion dollars. So part of the difference, Lori, is uh, it's my understanding that that's a four-inch line because this is a branch line. This is just a, a, a for lack of a better term, a collector line that's going to come into the main uh, um, mm-hmm. summit pipeline. So uh, while we're dealing with a much larger uh, endpoint pipe size here around the Bismarck Mandan area, uh, we are, that's a, a four-inch line. Uh, Big difference. Well, they say that many of them um, that are, are on those branch lines are generally 8-inch lines. I I know that they go down to 4 inches some places, but um, they don't say in the article which one this one is. But you are correct. Much of the feeder lines are generally 8-inch pipelines, and then the ones, uh, the, the pipeline trunk line that comes around the Bismarck Mandan area, right now sighted to the north, possibly sighted to the south, if they accept that with the Public Service Commission, but that would be a 24-inch pipeline going to an endpoint in Oliver and Mercer counties, correct? So are we going to hear anything else from Minnesota, or is this kind of the, the final word, or is there anything else as far as input? Um, what is their political process? They, they have the, okay, so in each state they have a different Title. So in North Dakota, we have the Public Service Commission. In Iowa, they have the IUB. Uh, in Minnesota, they have the Minnesota PUC, or Public Utilities Commission. 
And this was a, a what was called a draft impact or draft environmental impact statement. So that was done on behalf of the Public Utilities Commission. So they're in really early stages of, of a great deal of this in Minnesota, from the best I can tell. They, if they have been doing things, they've been doing it under the radar <laughs> because it's difficult to find anything about what's going on in Minnesota. But they do not seem to be very concerned about it uh, in, in very many Minnesota localities. And once again, that's just a, a little trunk line, a collector line. And if it's not part of the project, no big deal. So Minnesota's input on this is, I'm guessing, minimal uh, to what the scope of the entire project looks like. Iowa, that's a different story. And you mentioned uh, the IUB um, potentially in April, according to um, some information from the Sierra Club, could be making some sort of a decision in April. Yeah, that is going to be that is going to be a really uh, impactful decision and very important because Iowa is kind of the uh, hub for all of this. As I said, the company uh, is based out of Iowa. Uh, a fellow named Bruce Rastetter, the owner of, of Summit uh, Farms and then Summit Carbon Solutions as well, uh, is, is actually very, very well connected in Iowa, uh, particularly politically. And so we've been awaiting what is going to be... <laughs> a decision by their governing body. We do not have a timeline for any of these uh, various utilities uh, regulators. So we in North Dakota are waiting for a decision from our Public Service Commission. They are waiting in Iowa. They're um, also doing things in South Dakota legislatively to try to mitigate the the dangers to their landowners and and, uh, protect their lands particularly with tiling and drilling and things like that, the farmers in South Dakota are really bearing the brunt of this. If you want to look up a story, look up the story of a a fellow named Jared Bosley, B-O-S-S-L-E-Y. And Jared Bosley has a real compelling story on this as well. So lots of, lots of watch, lots of, lots of moving parts, if you will, but they're all kind of on hold pattern because the uh, regulators work well deliberately as they should. You mentioned the two bills uh, potentially in Iowa. Where's Iowa at in their political cycle? Uh, you know, I know South Dakota's in session right now. We're not in session here in North Dakota. Where's Iowa at? And where and when could those bills finally be heard and, and voted on? Well, they refer to this, um, let's say they say the bills in the Iowa legislature to help their efforts, including um, this one is file, Senate file 2097. So they are apparently working on bills in advance of that. So I, I can't tell you exactly what they're doing in there because I have not heard, but I do know that uh, they are at least working on the bills at this point for the future. So in a lot of, you know, we're we're a biennial in North Dakota, so we are between sessions right now, too. So they are doing the exact same thing at this point, too, working on bills. Um, those legislators who are interested in, in protecting landowner rights, I have heard uh, a couple of legislators from District 8 particularly talking about the fact that they are already working on things that they are going to do in the next session in order to protect landowners because of this. We're talking with Lori Hans from Beck News. If you want to follow what's going on with Summit Carbon Solutions' proposed CO2 pipeline, just go to beck.news. Uh, find out all things going on there. When we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit about South Dakota and uh, some national press and information and misinformation that's taking place that we found out about last week. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Doc 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bakken along with Lori Hens from Beck News. You can go to Beck.News, find out all things about uh, the proposed CO2 pipeline by Summit Carbon Solutions. And I, I want to take this a little bit bigger because, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about South Dakota. You mentioned South Dakota. Uh, Dustin Goverlow, friend of the program, is down there actually uh, doing some work uh, with the Freedom Caucus because South Dakota is in their legislative session. And uh, one of the state directors of the Freedom Caucus actually reached out to Dustin last week uh, because they um, he was at a an anti-ESG, environmental social governance um, meeting. And what was being sold to them was CO2 pipelines. They're a good thing because it's all about enhanced oil recovery. It's all about the EOR. And Ron Ness with the North Dakota Petroleum Council has actually come out and said maybe six years away uh, before that would be an issue. Uh, with the language of these carbon credits with the Q45 and the way I read it, the sequester timeline is 12 years. So if you're going to get these credits, uh, these tax dollars for sequestering CO2, then you have to sequester it for 12 years. Once it's in the ground, you can't touch it. Uh, uh, we've talked to other experts, uh, Curtis Junt as well. Um, once CO2 is injected into the ground, it really changes chemically. Uh, so you're not going to, it's not like you're going to pull it out of the ground and then use it for something else at that point uh, or for enhanced oil recovery at that point. That'll be something new that's coming through the pipeline, new CO2. Uh, but the timeline is long on it, not short term. And what is being sold around the country and outside of the Midwest uh, that we don't hear about is, oh, no, 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 this is all about enhanced oil recovery. It's all about this. It's all about that. It's not about the Q45 credits, and it's not about uh, sequestering CO2 just to get free tax dollars. That's the message, apparently, that is being heard in other places, Lori. Well, it's so confusing. It really is confusing because the company on their website, and they have been very adamant that Summit Carbon Solutions is not talking about EOR. In order to get those credits, they must be sequestering it under the ground. And yet, EOR was discussed at the Ag and Energy event a few weeks ago, and it's been being more bandied about more and more often now. So which is it? Is it just doing, or is it one going into the other one, and we just can't say that we're going to be doing that later. It's very, it's very confusing to the landowners, particularly. In, in North I've been Dakota, hearing a lot of questions. in North Dakota, all we're hearing is it's about EOR. That that's the message here in North Dakota. It's about EOR. Uh, we're not hearing the other side of uh, okay. You're putting it in the ground to get some really big tax credits, so my tax dollars going towards this. Um, but it's turned into so much more with the landowner rights and everything else. But that's all we're hearing is the EOR. And then in other places of the country, you're not hearing about the EOR. 
on, unless you're in certain circles and it's convenient to try to push the agenda um, with those that may be a little bit more conservative, then it is about EOR. So, again, the, like you said, it's ESG, confusing. What, what is it? ESG getting on there, too? So you, you're talking about ESG, which is environmental and social governance, for those who have not heard of ESG. So the environmental and social governance thing is a very, very big push by the, the left, essentially. So people on the right are very standoffish with ESG. So this convolution of the left and the right is also just fascinating to watch because you've got environmental people who are very much not in favor of this pipeline for environmental reasons and then you've got you know people who are more conservative who are not in favor for other reasons it's just so it's it not only is it confusing it's just amazing that you have such strange bedfellows working together on various things it's amazing and and usually you know the example I use: Farm Bureau, Farmers Union. When they're on the same page, either dig harder or run. And uh, when you're looking at who's involved fighting against this pipeline and carbon sequestration, you're right. Very strange bedfellows. But there's so many different tentacles for this, and I, I, I'm still kind of curious if we and the public really know the whole story. I mean, we're all being spoon-fed different facets of the narrative but do we know the big story the whole picture on this i don't think so i think there's a lot more to come well and that's a really good point because i don't know that we will see the whole big picture until 12 years down the road when all of a uh, sudden enhanced oil recovery becomes a big thing and other people are making billions of dollars from a completely different thing that the original uh, <laughs> the original project was sold so uh, if you if you you can hear the official comments from the company at this point. EOR is not there, and yet it's spoken about separately from company spokespeople. So very, very curious. A lot going on, a lot to follow. And, of course, you can follow all of that uh, with Lori Hintz. Monday's right here on Super Talk 1270. Lori, thank you very much for coming on the program. If you want to find out more details about what's going on with Summit Carbon Solutions' proposed CO2 pipeline in the Bismarck-Mandan area, Burley-Emmons County, uh, other areas in North Dakota, around the region, just follow Lori at Beck.News. That's Beck.News. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. KLXX AM, Mandan Bismarck. A Town Square media station broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken. Weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town brought to you by Big Boy. Just get in line. It moves fast. Dakota Pharmacy and Dakota Natural Health Center. We're here to help you stay well. Trademark Realty, Peak Automotive and Service, Runnings, your home farm and outdoor store, and Silver Ranch. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Superdoc 1270, you're tuned to Talk to Town. Good morning. I'm Steve Bakken, and joining us in the studio right now, Denise uh, from MSA United Way, uh, giving Hearts Day coming up February 8th, right around the corner. But you don't wait until February 8th to think about it. 
you think about it now, or you should probably think about it year-round. But, uh, Denise, thanks for coming in this morning. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, when I say thinking about it year-round or thinking about it now, I, I mean that because uh, part of Giving Hearts Day is you have to organize. And there's a fundraising campaign that goes along with that. Uh, walk our listeners through that process, what that looks like for Giving Hearts Day, because there's a lot of on the front end before you can get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up. So Giving Hearts Day on February 8th is an opportunity for our community to literally look at the heart of our community, of who really needs the help. And to prepare for that, we have an opportunity, like you are giving us now, to let people know about this, uh, to talk to other businesses in town, to help support who in our community needs the help the most, especially just to survive. Well, and one of the things that United Way does is identify those at risk. And that's a big part of this, because you can donate to a charity and just give, give, give. But if that money or the resources aren't going to where they're specifically needed, then we're not doing the best job we can. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. And the money stays here in our community. So we do, we look at the whole entire community of who needs our help. And basically it's to give people um, another chance to be able to move forward, to help pick, pick them up so they can go to where they need, need to go. We all have a hard times, but we have family to go to. And a lot of the people who we help do not have that resource. Okay, from the fundraising perspective right now, because people need to be thinking about uh, do that. Walk us through that fundraising, um, raising dollars now so that it can be directed for Giving Hearts Day. What does that look like? What do people need to do? Thank you. So we actually have on our uh, MSA United Way uh, website, we have a page for Giving Hearts and you can click on that and then the money will go towards the hunger and homeless in our community. Um, it will be matched as well too. So we have a match too. So we think a lot now and it's really not the mission of the United Way to have a homeless shelter, but there was a need in the community and the community asked and nobody else wanted to step up. So United Way did. Um, but that's not the only place when United Way is funneling dollars to hunger and homelessness it's not just going to the united way shelter there's a lot of different charities because the united way is an umbrella it acts as an umbrella which actually gets resources to the right people so that people can get connected to those resources um tell us a little bit about that because there's so much more than just the united way homeless shelter correct um thank you for bringing that up again as well so our homeless Currently, we have what's called the MSA United Way Backpack Program. We take care of school children in our community who would not have food to eat on the weekend. So if you think of a child who leaves on a Friday from school and does not go back to school until Monday, they would have less than like one meal for the entire weekend. Currently, we have over 1,600 children just in Bismarck, Mandan, that we are um, feeding. Our, our goal, again, is to end childhood hunger. Um, this program is really helping us, but we can only do it because of the donations. That's part of giving Heart Stay um, uh, for, to help children have food in our community. You know, one great program, uh, the backpack program, and, you know, we think about the monetary side of this, but um, there's a lot to giving. Time is valuable. You need volunteers to pack those backpacks. So um, how do people get involved if maybe they don't have the monetary resources to be able to donate? But your time, the volunteers, in a lot of cases, just as valuable. 
It is. It is priceless to give of your own time to help others. Uh, volunteerbizman.com is our website. Uh, we, that helps our, um, our nonprofit partner organizations are listed on that as well. So if you, with what, what part of the community really tugs at your heart that you want to help? You can go on our volunteer website and find an organization that really will make you feel like you're doing what you want to do to help the community. Really a great opportunity if you, you want to get connected to the community, you want to pitch in, you want to help in some way. But it is important finding what tugs at your heartstrings, where is your passion lie, and volunteerbizman.com, great place to get connected to those. Again, like I said, United Way functions as an umbrella and partners up with all these different organizations. Great resource to go through volunteerbizman.com to get connected to where you've got a passion because, you know, if you've got a passion for something, <laughs> it's going to have a better outcome. Very, very much so. And also our uh, our homeless shelter. So it's called the Center for Opportunity. So what that means is when you come there, we're going to help you get back on your feet. Organizations come in there and offer uh, programs to help people get off their feet. Uh, people will, some people will say to me, oh, do we need a shelter? People should just work. But people don't realize why people need to go into a shelter. And currently we have five children in our shelter, the youngest two. And the oldest seven. Uh, we currently we uh, had a newborn baby in our shelter, and we recently had a six month old. And I can't imagine children out in this weather, let alone an adult, especially with the weather we have coming up. So, as a volunteer, what could you do? What What do you know how to do? You could go in and mentor. You could teach knitting. You could sing if you don't want to do anything else. But you could just go in. Be a friend to the people who are in there because, again, we have people in there who may not have family um, and no one to talk to. So it's really, again, what touches you and and how you want to help. And you can always call us at our office at MSA United Way um, and we can help you um, find your passion to help other people. Well, and if you don't think you've got a skill or something to provide, you know, They'll help you find something. <laughs> I will. I will promise you that you will find something. Uh, you know, if, if you're a good cook, you want to help out with that. If if you're a whiz on the computer, that's one of the other things too. With the yes. center of opportunity is, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily have the the right documentation, uh, a driver's license or an ID card or a social security card, the things that they need to attain a job. Um, that's one of the things that the Center for Opportunity provides is the ability to get somebody through that process to get that documentation, to get them a job, to get them out of that cycle. Um, you know, uh, what, what, what's the number, like 87% uh, breaking that recidivism? Um, you know, 87% of people that come through the shelter don't stay in the shelter. Um, they get on their own two feet and, and, and move on with their life. It, it, it's more of that snapshot in time and how do you give somebody a hand up when they need it rather than a hand out. And, and that's really what uh, MSA United Way is focused on with the Center for Opportunity. Uh, just going back to Giving Hearts Day uh, a little bit, you know, like I said, now's the time. Uh, where do people find information about Giving Hearts Day to get teed up for February 8th. Okay, so go on uh, msaunitedway.org and you'll see a Giving Hearts page. How how can you help? Um, it's, so it, we feed 1,600 children a weekend 
It's $95 if you want to sponsor a child for a whole school year. It costs us about $8,000 to fill all the bags of food. Uh, if you have $5, instead of going to uh, get a coffee for five dollars, we'll fill up one pack. Well, of most food of them are more child. than five dollars now. <laughs> I so. know. I have a hard time doing that. Uh, <laughs> for shelter, so we have very cold Arctic air coming in. Um, I actually, it, it's hard for me to sleep knowing there's. We do have people sleep out there, out in the street. We have forty-seven beds in our shelter, but we have about average about a hundred people at night. Um, There'll be more when the weather's cold. We had about 147. We had that snowstorm in October. This is here in Bismarck and Mandan that people don't have a place to go. And so that's why I'm so grateful we do have the shelter because where you can't survive in this weather without it. So $27 will pay for a night of shelter. We can't stay open without money. Um, it's, it's vital. So I always let people know you truly are saving a life truly saving a life by doing $27 for a night, $54 for a family, $5 to give a child food for the weekend. It takes so little to save a life in our area. Volunteerbizman.com if you want to find out uh, how to volunteer and get connected with some of those other organizations or find out where your passion lies. Or uh, if you want to get teed up for Giving Hearts Day, uh, website once again? Uh, MSAUnitedWay.org. Um, and you'll find a Giving Hearts uh, link. Just click on it, and it'll take us right there. Perfect. Denise, thanks for coming in today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, Denise with MSA United Way. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. When we come back, it's time for Meat Monday. We'll find out what the jerky of the day is and the week uh, from Runnings with Brad Ock, general manager over at Runnings in South Bismarck, 701 South Washington. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Oh, why? Super Talk. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. I'm Steve Bakken, and joining me in the studio, Brad Ogg, General Manager of Runnings and uh, 701 South Washington in Bismarck. Now, you have been uh, gone a little bit because, well, with Runnings and this big expansion and all the cool stuff going on, you have uh, um, out setting up other stores. Yeah, I just spent a week out in Streeter, Illinois, just southwest of Chicago. With there about, in my group, uh, there was about 24 of us from our district out there. And then all the other district helped other stores throughout the Great Lakes area. Kind of cool. It's cool to see it going. They all have their grand openings coming up in March. In fact, we had a customer in the store a couple weeks ago. And he had made a comment to one of the guys. He's like, this looks like really familiar. Are you guys opening stores out? And he was somewhere in Michigan 
We're like, actually, we are. He's like, oh, man. He goes, it, like, the, it's a very similar layout. And he was in a store that was looking really good. So we've, even had, we've had customers out here doing some hunting who are excited for what, what's going to happen on the Great Lakes. It's a brand they know. And uh, if, yep. if you're familiar with Runnings, it's, it's going to be a great addition to some of those other communities. Uh, you know, that was a family business as well that uh, Runnings acquired. As you know, secession plans and people yep. retire, and and going to be a great fit. Uh, we're excited for it. It's it's cool to see the product roll in. The teams are excited, and uh, it's it's just it's neat to see Runnings is continuing to grow. And we are also we we're also informed too. You know, a couple of weeks ago that we're not going to see a lot of inventory issues are starting to resolve themselves. So we've been battling Back on hands. Yes, we've been battling on hands the last couple of years. And we were just told a lot of the vendors are going to be shipping like normal this year, and we shouldn't be seeing a lot of these issues. So it's just been it's been a really good, you know, the weather has been nice and warm. Sales have been down because people are enjoying themselves. But we're hearing a lot of good things about what's going to happen this year with inventory levels, new stores coming on board, new team members. So it's been a very positive month for us. You know, one of the things, too, with runnings is, you know, going through the COVID and the supply chain, we all know that, uh, yep, I, I need an umbrella. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, you might get one by winter. Who knows? Yeah. I, but but not at runnings. Runnings were yeah. really hard uh, with, because you had a lot of great relationships with the vendors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and another good example is last month we had a guy in and he was working on a uh, a pellet stove for a customer of his. And he couldn't get the double wall piping for this pallet stove. And, you know, we had called our vendor and we had the pieces here in three weeks. And it was really cool to be like, yeah, we got it on hand. We'll ship it right out for you guys. So some of those more random, not so much thought of parts are getting easier for us to order in. That's great news. And now, why this is important for those of us that are familiar with runnings and have a great relationship with runnings and love runnings already is the fact that not only inventory of products you've always carried, but we've got some new things coming into inventory yeah. because one of the nice things with Runnings acquiring that other company was they had vendor relationships Correct. and different product lines. The Summit Tractor is a great example. Yep. Uh, that was a different Brought pro- on from the yeah. Northeast when that all expansion happened and now we're seeing those come in. We can expect more and more of those opportunities. Correct. You know, up. and I don't know if from a from a feed perspective, if you've ever heard of Kalmbach, you this year... You know, I was hesitant. It was crazy. We got a pumpkin spice block for animals, right? We're like, what is this? <laughs> sold them very well, right? And then we got another one in for Christmas. Sold very well. Um, we're actually, uh, Kalmbach is, is something we're going to expand on a little bit more. We're going to see Cows more of that like feed come in. Way, you know, they want a special they, treat yeah. too sometimes. Horses it's fun. Chickens, they like to, you know, you got to do some of that. But the Kalmbach feeds is one thing that RP stores carried in the Great Lakes. And that relationship has carried over onto runnings. And we're, we've seen a want for some more of that specialty feed. So we're going to be seeing some of that come in. Great opportunity to, A, expand market share, but mm-hmm. B, bring great new products to your current clients. Right. Yep. So it's, it's cool to see every time, and especially when we're out there setting things up, and I say this every time, as I'm setting a department, I'm like, what in the heck is that? And then I go, like, do we carry this in our store? Like, yeah, yeah, we do. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I need to spend a little more time back in automotive. <laughs> 
Well, to your defense, you know, they've got you out setting up other stores and doing other things. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you really get to see a whole new perspective on merchandising. And then you see new product and like, oh, my gosh, we do have that. A lot of cool stuff. You know, you know what else you have? Of jerky and soda, yeah. and I don't know which one I want, so I'm going to let you pick because I'm not going to be disappointed. I don't think in either one. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the beef jerky yet because I can't pick either because we'll we'll talk about Millstream in a second. But uh, what'd you bring in for jerky today? So this is the High Country beef jerky. It's the peppered. Um, we sell the seasoning mixes for High Country, and this is a, this is a company out of Montana, Lincoln, Montana. If you're familiar where Missoula, where Missoula is in Butte on on 94, there, but. But Montana, <laughs> you just draw the triangle straight north from Butte and kind of slightly northeast from Missoula on the highway there, and you hit Lincoln, Montana. Um, we carry their spices and See, we carry their beef the jerky. jerky. I'm excited I've about never this. Had I've it had either. the spices because I've made my own jerky and my own mm-hmm. good spices. Great, I mean, great yeah, and from the spices, I mean, they got uh, snack sticks, sausage, jerky. Sandwich style sausage. They have brines. They have fry mixes, and we carry all that from uh, from High Country. So yes, very excited to try it because I've never had it. All right. Well, just threw we'll, some on the we'll ground. Throw it all over uh, the place. No, we'll geez. get that one to Rick. Mm, there we go. <laughs> we can't waste jerky. He'll never know. Yeah, he'll never know <laughs> unless he's listening right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's almost yeah. like the steak strips. Yeah. A little thinner than the, mm-hmm. the steak bites, which Kev brought me last week. Just saying. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, Millstream, of course. Uh, one of the things, if you walk in there, and I've actually gotten into the habit now. Uh, I walk through the door at Runnings, and instead of walking straight in, I hang a hard left and go get my whatever pop to wander around the store with <laughs> because you've got the cooler right there mm-hmm. with so many different selections of uh Basically, it's microbrew, homebrew, little yeah, it's mom the mom and pop. pop company. Yeah. And we, the, the fun thing is, we just don't know what we get. We literally we get a pallet of soda and we're like, all right, what's on this one? And this one I hadn't seen yet, but she said we've she said we've had it before. Millstream, mm-hmm. Millstream. So there's the root beer, and this one's based out of Iowa, Amana, uh, Iowa. Um, yep. And let's see what is. I don't know if they use honey. I did like the honey thing from. All right. Well, you're holding that one, so I'm going to go with the. You're going to go with the black cherry. Black cherry soda. Let's try this. Oh, that's good stuff. That is good. That is good stuff. Ooh, mine's caffeine free. (laughs) No, I can bring it to the kids. Yeah, you're you're all good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Some great stuff this morning. Uh, High country. Uh, beef jerky, uh, the peppered. We're trying that this morning. Also, uh, Millstream, uh, original black cherry soda, and original root beer from Mana, Iowa. Uh, a lot of great stuff. In fact, uh, that cooler, if you're looking for it, at the uh, runnings in South Washington, it's right past the, the big candy cove. Mm-hmm. Gotta love the candy store. Yeah. I, I try not to wander <laughs> in there as I'm getting my beverage to go shopping with, mm. but... Sometimes it kind of happens. Uh, this is Talk of the Town on Super Doc 1270. I'm Steve Bogan. When we come back, we're going to run through a flyer. And uh, some great events coming up uh, this next weekend uh, that Runnings, of course, uh, giving back to the community, always involved with a lot of great uh, uh, great things around town and around the community. And we'll tell you about some of those coming up in just a few minutes. Also, we've got Customer Appreciation Days coming up this week. Correct. 
It's a big week. It is a big week. We'll talk about that coming up next and uh, the flyer that's currently out. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 12-7. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken. Weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 12-70 and the free Super Talk 12-70 mobile app. Talk of the Town brought to you by Big Boy. Just get in line. It moves fast. Dakota Pharmacy and Dakota Natural Health Center. We're here to help you stay well. Trademark Realty, Peak Automotive and Service, Runnings, your home farm and outdoor store, and Silver Ranch. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. You're tuned to Talking the Town on Super Talk 1270. I did not think that conversation was going to go that direction, but it did. <laughs> uh, we're talking with Brad Ock, uh, General Manager of Runnings in South Bismarck, 701 South Washington. And uh, you've got uh, Customer Appreciation Days coming up this week. We do. It's going to be a big week. And, and then some stuff coming up this weekend. It, it, you guys are, you know, one of the things with Runnings, you like to give back to the communities and, and the communities mm-hmm. that uh, support runnings as a business and uh I, I could think of no better place to start than senior citizens yep. uh, day coming up on wednesday this wednesday uh come on in it's 10 percent off uh it's coming like i'm, I'm not gonna you know now, this not... is on top of everything else so yeah. if, if there's something that's uh, in the flyer it's marked down 15 20 percent something on clearance it's, this is on top of that yeah so and, and come on in you know and and if you get carded you should be proud you know but we won't card you but feel free to, like, if you're proud of it, you should hold it up. See, I'm 55 now, and yeah. I kind of get... See, get, just like, come in. Hey, wait a minute. I would never card you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I look good You look a solid age. 62. Thanks a lot, Brad. <laughs> hey, actually, yeah. I, I, I take my godmother I'm down in Minneapolis out to dinner. Her favorite place to go is Perkins. She has to go to yep. Perkins. That's the only place. She, and I'm like, wait a minute. I, 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 last it's a whole year, new menu opened up. Last yeah, Yeah, I flipped the backside. I'm like, what's the... 50, Whoa! I, I have a whole new menu. I, I'm saving money now. I, I was like, wow. <laughs> so yeah, so Cedar Citizen Day, come on in. That's Wednesday. Um, military Police, Fire Department, EMT, that's Thursday. Okay, so Senior Citizen Day, but you said we're on the topic. Uh, what's a Senior Citizen? Is it 55 or is it 60? 65? I always think it's 55. Okay, we're going to go Because that's the then. menu, right? Yeah. The menu starts at 55. Menu. So menu there you go. The menu starts at 55. I'm in. like, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Come on in and enjoy it. Yeah. Beef jerky, soda. We got you covered. 55, you can come eat it running. Mm-hmm. You there the you jerky, go. You there you the go. Soda. Yep. Then military, police, fire department, EMT. That's all on Thursday. Uh, same thing. And then healthcare workers on Friday. You know, and here's the deal. If you come in on Thursday... And you're like, oh, crap, I couldn't come in yesterday. Whatever. We're still going to do it. Well, I know. Just tell us. You tell know? your role. Yeah. We're not going not gonna to shame you for that. Just come on in. and like, it's, it's three days. Any of the three days, you just come in. Let us know this is the day. Like, especially like healthcare workers and some of our police, fire department people. Well, that's the other thing. It's like some of these people work. You guys have schedules. 12-hour shifts. Our poor fire department down there on Expressway. We, every year we test our sprinkler system. Every year we put our system in test and we call dispatch and lo and behold, we set the alarm off and our fire department is there like stat 
sirens blaring. We hear, we're like, gosh darn it. I know we called dispatch this time. So they roll up full gear. Obviously, like, I can't, I, I'm assuming they must get a few. They've always been very respectful to us. We grab a couple of cases of water. We grab a runnings bucket. We throw chips, treats, snacks, anything we could think of. We're like, I'm so sorry, Maybe guys. Maybe some brats for them. They there you go. Have lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, gosh, here you go. Sorry for the false call. But, uh, no, you know, police department, fire department been very good to us. Uh, anytime we have issues, they're right there with us. So please come back in. Um, we what? also do dog training for canine training in the store. It's one oh, of our do? favorite times. Bismarck has, that. That, uh, I'm not familiar you know, with that. Bismarck has hosted multiple canine trainings uh, for the region. So they have area highway patrol, area police departments. They all come in with their canines and they do training. So they will uh, stash things around the store and they are asking their dogs amongst the chaos of the day. Can they get through that and can they find what they're supposed to find? They hide it in our lockers. They hide it in the warehouse. They put it in the middle of dog treats, open dog treats. So it's not just these are beef bones and they will hide a bag underneath the beef bones in the back. And these dogs, it is amazing. And these dogs will find it. And so all so day long. Have you ever had somebody walk up to the front counter and say, like, hey, I was shopping for beef bones. <laughs> there's it's this not item. The, it's I, not I, the I, actual I could, product. I couldn't, it's the I couldn't find a price yeah. on this. <laughs> I would like this. You know, this is interesting. Found this mysterious powder back here in the dog know. treats. But, uh, you know, and then it, we love it when they come in. They're here all day. Customers are like, what's going on? Why are there so many police cars outside? I'm like, oh, they're canine training by all means be out there be involved be part of it you know uh very you know and you also got to say they're there on business but they will never stop and not let a customer appreciate the appreciate the service dogs in the moment so you know we're very happy to have them in here doing that training a couple times a year when i was working ems i lived out in portland and we worked with the drug interdiction agencies in uh, Portland, and I got to wear the suit one time. Like, <laughs> oh, and where, the, where they come yeah, and jump on you? Dog, yeah, yeah. Nice. scariest crap ever. It's like, and I love dogs. I'm like, <sighs> wow. And then, <laughs> as soon as he called it off, took the helmet off, I got licked. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Because the dog recognized great, me. Great, it's like, great, great It was animals. doing its job. Yes. It's and like, it was doing its job. It's like a friend or foe. You're, <laughs> nope, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then Customers was, love them. Yeah. Associates love them. Great animals. And we're, we're happy they choose us every year to do their training at. And then also like healthcare workers. Like, we get it. You work on Fridays too. It, you just come in when you can. The, the point of the customer appreciation days is just to say thank you. And if you're a day or two early or late, Whatever. We're going to do it. So I usually get a little time on uh, Saturday or Sunday, so that might float mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Yeah, and I know you're, you know the ad doesn't have ice fishing in there again, but we are running the clearance event. Here's the thing about the clearance event this year on ice fishing. Because we never had ice fishing Yeah, we, you know, year. you only got like two weeks of it. We just, we marked the clearance pricing, so there is no math. It's a little different this year, whereas in the previous years, we've said 25% off ice fishing. Well, this year, we just did the markdowns. And it's been a mixed signal. You know, some customers, they like to see that 25% off ice fishing. Or they're like, oh, where's the clearance? Like, oh, we marked it this year. So it's a little different this year. But we just, we did those hard marks and we didn't do the math. So, you know, our customers have been vocal and we've passed that up. So we'll see see if that changes or not. Let me go back to the 25% off stuff. 
Well, and uh, one of the other things, too, coming up with, uh, you know, you get the ice fishing clearance going on, mm-hmm. plus the spend $250, get a $25 gift card. Yeah, so there's the gun sale yeah, going on right now. So you can come in, buy a gun, maybe pick up some ice fishing stuff. And it is for all guns. And guns are never on sale. Yep. And it's all in stock guns, though. So we're not going to do special orders for you. It's, you know, you get your monthly gun sales. But, like, this is a cool time to come in and spend some money and get a gift card back to go buy a couple boxes of ammo or go buy some hunting clothes or go buy some beef jerky and soda so for the, the trip. The the BAR that I'm having Kev get in for me, I can't do. It's, well, if it comes in real soon. Yet. Yeah. Comes in real soon. So if it we'll comes in this it week, yes. I'll be okay. You're safe. You're okay. good to go. We'll <laughs> get you safe. You know, we had this conversation during Black Friday, and you guys blew through safes. Um, crazy, crazy how you blew through safes, and and I know why because I'm sure most people are like me. You, know, you put your personal stuff in there as Correct. well. So actually, I should have another gun safe because mm-hmm. one for my guns, one for and I've got a small one for ammo, and then I've got one for personal effects. Yeah, and you can it, buy it, accessories. I need one for the, the personal effects because my wife's got so much crap in our gun safe that I don't have room for all of my guns anymore. Right, and, and you do have the accessories, the pull-out trays. There are there are accessories you could buy for your gun safe to do better organization with documents yeah. rather than just stacking it up from the bottom. Uh, or you should know, just get her own gun safe. Or just get her her own document safe. Yeah, yep. gun safe. Gun safe. Call call it what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but you guys got a great sale going on. And yes, on we got well you know right we now. got a um, Liberty Safe on sale for eight hundred dollars. It's two hundred dollars off this month. We got a couple on hand. You know, uh, should we sell a couple? We I'm I would assume we can get. You know, when you get into these really heavy items, the transfer process is more difficult. So we do ask on a little leniency to try to get some of this stuff in. Those heavy ones, you're asking stores to. Load an 800-pound safe onto a trailer, and the DCs to shift it around. Well, There's a little more hands to go on it. Pick one up because you maybe sold out of them, and but you had one over in Dickinson, or you absolutely had one in um, Mandan, you, you, Carrington, Carrington. Bono, yeah, Mobridge. You, you worked that out, right? Absolutely. Um, okay, so going back to the uh, the clearancing out of ice fishing gear. Yes, it's a little early this year, isn't it? It is. You know, well, the warmer weather. And it's th- going to be warm this week. The too. Late, We're in the 40s. Yeah, maybe, you know, 50s. you had that late start. And, you know, and a lot of us were ready this year. We were all excited for it. Well, you you were ready for ice fishing. The snow was so darn deep. Yeah, and, and everyone was good. just rooting and ready to go. And we carried over some stuff. And this year, it's just like, oh, darn it. But uh, we, we, we don't want to pack it away. We don't want to hold on to it. We just want people to come in and get a good price and. Hopefully do some ice fishing here in the next month or two. Well, in theory, that that's a good plan. It's always a good Hopefully. plan. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with Brad Hawk, uh, general manager over at Runnings in South Bismarck, 701 South Washington. And uh, it is customer appreciation days this week. Uh, we'll get you some details on uh, some things that are participating within the community coming up. And uh, we got to talk a little bit about, uh, you got a few of those uh, H&W Tanks. We do, surprisingly. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised that you still have a lot uh, of those two by two by fours and two by two by six water tanks still lingering around at a great yeah. price. A lot of the fencing panels, a lot of the gates, couple gone, of those. Yep, but, a lot of that gone. Couple laying around. Yeah. So if you need any of those supplies, uh, they still do have. A, and, the, and those are clearance, clearanced. So, but now 
So do you get another 10% off if you're a senior on the clearance clearance for stuff like that? For that stuff, to say go see it go away? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, look at that. Clearance, clearance. And it's like <laughs> clearance, clearance, clearance. Uh, and another 10% off on top of that uh, if you're one of the customers being appreciated. Uh, at Runnings, 701 South Washington, this is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 12. Smart. Super Talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. D. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. I'm Steve Bygan along with Brad Ock from Runnings, uh, 701 South Washington on a Meat Monday. Woo! High country beef jerky. Kind of steak strips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's definitely more yeah. like a steak strip than it is good a stuff. beef jerky. Out of Montana. So good. Half pound mega pack this morning. How much is left? <sighs> Not, Not a whole lot. <laughs> but yeah. to be fair, we had a bunch of visitors. Yeah, Rick didn't even make it in yet. I, I left a couple pieces on yep. his desk, though. So, and uh, Millstream uh, Brewing Company original black cherry soda from Amana, Iowa. Um, I get the black cherry. You get the, the root I beer. I had the root beer. Had the root beer. Like, I'm savoring it. <laughs> I know. I think I got like one little. Actually, that's not even a save. Yeah, no. I'll just finish it. Now. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> oops. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, running is one of the things you guys do to give back to the communities. Uh, you do a lot of work with 4-H. Um, last Saturday, uh, Burley County 4-H uh, was into the store. Yeah, you know, so here's we do the premium sale every year, and we're typically one of the top bidders for their premium sale for their kids. And this past year, they do barbecues every now and then, and they do a free will donation, and she had asked if she could set up in the store. So about two months ago, they came in. They did this little setup thing. It went really well. They just asked for donations. They had pulled pork, hot dogs, brats. And it's a free will donation. It's just a fundraiser for 4-H. They're like, oh, we should do this again. I'm like, you know what? I have inventory. <clears throat> I have inventory coming up on the 12th and 13th of January. So you're going to have a lot of people there working you guys, hard that don't have time to go yeah. captive audience. I'm like, here's the deal. I'll pay you guys to come in. And cook for my team, and then whatever other people buy things, it'll just be a fundraiser again. They did really good. They had a great day on Saturday. Oh, I bet. Slow January Saturday day. They had a great day. We we're very happy they came out to help us out. I bet they made a fortune off of uh, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and the thing the thing with 4-H is, you know, we got involved with Oliver County last year, which was new for us, and but we're normally Burley, Morton, and Grant are the counties we've been involved with over the last couple of years. And while well, Morton and Burlington, Burley County, obviously way before that. But, you know, areas we still like to get into new counties. So if you're listening and you're a surrounding, like if you're Emmons, Kidder, Sheridan, Sheridan I think yeah. is close, you know, uh, some of those, if, if you're hearing this and, and you're part of 4-H, you got to reach out to the Bismarck store. They want us, they want us traveling to these county fairs for 4-H and they want us being involved being 
part of the premium sale and helping these kids develop them and support that the future of what they're trying to do. So you need to reach out to me and you need to invite me to your county fair so I can buy some of your premiums. There you go. But uh, all, Oliver has pies. Ooh. I do have to say, Oliver won my heart with the pies. Okay, I, I can yeah. I join you next year. Yeah, it's like, yep. He had me pie. <laughs> uh, coming up uh, Saturday, Pheasants Forever Banquet. Yep, we got the Pheasants Forever Banquet on Saturday. Very excited to go to that. They were a big part of our pollinator plot in the back of the store this year. So it's going to be year two on that pollinator plot. So it should start to establish and look a little less like weeds and more like a pollinator plot. I actually ran into a neighbor of mine uh, Saturday, and he just got back from runnings with a bag of corn. I'm like, what? What's going on? It's like over the other side of my development. And he's like, um, I got like five or seven pheasants hanging on the backyard. I figure I might as well feed them, keep them here. It's like worked. Uh, also, this is a big weekend. Uh, not only the customer appreciation day is going on, but uh, PRCA Rodeo. And you guys are sponsored the Bullfighters. Yeah, we sponsor the Bullfighters. So it's super cool. Um, I remember going to rodeos as a kid. And now now we go back and you get to see runnings on the Bullfighters jersey. So it's really neat to be part of that. And uh, like our owners, there is no, they don't want a rodeo around your store that you're not a part of. So we started reaching out to all of them. And we got in on this last year. And we get to do it again this year. So uh, it's pretty cool. Chad Burgers, Buck and Bulls, they come out and talk to us and we get involved. Lots of fun, lots going on. Uh, like you said, uh, on the uh, County 4-H's, somebody wants to get a hold of you, just contact Brad. Call at, me at the, at the store. store. We want to do more. 701 South Washington, Runnings in South Bismarck. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. KLXX AM, Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station. Broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.